Manchester's faith, spirit and life's difficult questions with Mike Shaft. BBC Radio Manchester. Yes, it is. And Buddhists are about to celebrate one of their major festivals. Parinavana, or Nirvana Day, marks the death of the Buddha, and the Manchester Buddhist Centre is holding a day of events on February the 15th. Amita Shuri is from Salford and represents the centre, and I'm delighted to say joins me in the studio now. A very good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Why is the death of the Buddha celebrated rather than mourned? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, we we both acknowledge that the the Buddha was a human being and he, like us, died or will die. Uh, And we celebrate the fact that he had a life and that he showed us a way to enlightenment. And it's not just marking the Buddha's death, is it, the celebration? Well, it's it's the fact that he uh, attained what some Buddhists call the deathless, the state of the deathless. So he reached something called nirvana, um, with this, with a human body. Um, so when he died, he passed into final nirvana to never be reborn in this world. So what, as as a follower of this, what does that mean to you? What does nirvana mean to you? Um, well, there's there's some questions that are that well maybe unanswerable um, but personally you asked about me um, well it, it means that he showed me that there's a way beyond suffering you know I think that well one of the teachings the Buddha teaches the end to suffering um, there is suffering in this world um, we're affected by things we're, we're attracted to things that we that are, are pleasurable we're, we're averse to things that we are that are unpleasant um, and we suffer when, when things that give us joy end and we suffer when things are painful so the Buddha teaches a way to the end of suffering and, and to see him as a human being, that's what inspires me, that he lived in this world and, and he um, found a way beyond that. Tell me a little bit about the Manchester Buddhist Centre. How long has that been going? Um, it's been going in different incarnations. Uh, it started in a, a house in Chalton, I believe, years ago in the 80s, 70s or 80s. Um, and it took form in the northern quarter. It's got a big old warehouse in uh, Thomas Street, Turner Street, for, uh, Turner Street um, and that's that was built well it was built years ago but it was regenerated by members of the Buddhist Sangha the Buddhist community um, and it's been in that form since the, the 90s and you recently celebrated the full moon puja is yeah. that correct <laughs> tell me about that um, yeah well I, I guess I'm, I'm quite an emotional person so I and, and I respond to imagery so when when you said the full moon there I got a sense of light you know this is the winter's quite dark so when the full moon's out it's our lightest time of the of the night uh, and in the time of the Buddha if you can imagine the the plains of India and the forests um, when the full moon comes out it's a time for people to gather and sit together in, in, in silence perhaps in meditation with their friends you know if you're going out in a in a summer's evening uh, any of us can imagine what it's like to see a beautiful full moon and feel connected to our friends under that full moon, wherever they are in the world. So full moon puja celebrates um, different... Emo- a puja means um, a, a series of verses and poems dedicated to the Buddha and to our Buddhist practice. Um, and it takes us through these emotional moods. Um, so we're doing that in, in, in unison and in harmony with our friends and brothers and sisters throughout the world. 
Now, I have what's possibly a difficult question. It's not in any way meant to be offensive. Please understand that. Where do you stand on whether Buddhism is a religion or a philosophy? Hmm. Um, well, I think a philo- oh, well, I think, think, thinking a philosophy is about thinking, pondering, questioning. So I, I'd probably say both. You know, it's important that, that that we question things and that we, we, we find out for ourselves. But if I didn't live by the, the, the philosophies or the teachings that were presented to me in this in this tradition, um, then I, I would I be would I be just a philosopher or would I be a practitioner of, of a religion? Uh and, and and one of the Buddhas um, think things that did attract. I didn't want to be a religious person. I didn't intend to become a Buddhist. I was born up, born in Glasgow, as you can hear from my accent, where there's a lot of Catholic and Protestant uh, challenges, shall we say? Um, but it's a peaceful religion, and the Buddha suggests that we try it for ourselves. We try the tools or the teachings that he offers for ourselves. Don't believe them to be true unless we've tried them and tested them, and as a result of our own experience, then we could take them on if we if we decide if we choose to. The, the centre runs drop-in classes, is that correct, on a Saturday? Uh, yeah. What what kind of interest have you are you generating with that? Oh, they're they're really busy. These classes. I I've only been to a few of the those particular classes. They're called tools for living your life, and I think we all find our our own tools that help us run live a live a well managed life to some extent. And the tools are are things like meditation, friendship, uh, how to how to practice mindfulness, how to learn to be mindful or present in the moment. So people. Um, the last one, I, I went a few weeks ago. I was there yesterday, actually, at the centre. And there's about 30, 40 people turn up off the street in Manchester. You can just go into town on a Saturday, drop in, have a cup of tea in the tea area, uh, meet some friends, or, or go on your own. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, people get to interact, or they can be quiet as they like, but they're, they're going to, there'll be a teaching, a talk, and then people will gather in small twos or threes or fours so if they're a bit shy can actually get a chance to explore what what the teaching means to them why is meditation so central to buddhism Mm, mm. yeah so uh, meditation is one of our key practices and again it's about the present moment coming into contact coming into present to see what's happening now because we can't live in the past we can't live in the future much as we try through our thoughts you know we can dwell in the past or imagine a future and actually it's right now where we where we really live where things happen so meditation teaches us to be present with the with the pain with the difficulty with the joy and beauty to to be here now and value it sitting here looking at you smiling at me <laughs> So how how do Buddhists, and again, please don't be offended by the question, it's just my ignorance, how do Buddhists interact with the rest of the world? Well, um, my main reason, and the Buddha's main reason for, for practising was to relieve the suffering of beings in the world. And that is one of my, my key inspirations. It's not just about me. It's not just for me. And there's there's a, it's called the Bodhisattva ideal, Bodhi means enlightenment and sattva means beings. So people, Buddhists, do their practice generally um, for the benefit of all beings. That's any living being. My very special guest this morning is 
Amita Shuri from the Salford. Uh, she lives in Salford and she is from the Manchester Buddhist Centre. We'll be back with her after a piece of music and our traffic and travel. Mike Shaft, BBC Radio Manchester. Yes, it is. And my very special guest in the studio is Amit Tashuri, who is from Salford, from the Manchester Buddhist Centre. Round about this time, we always ask our guests the same question, how they came to faith. Let me put it to you this way, because you mentioned earlier that you're from Glasgow and um, you weren't looking to become a Buddhist. So how did it happen? Um... Well, in Glasgow as a teenager, I, I was living a, a kind of hedonistic lifestyle and I wasn't very thoughtful about the, my, the meaning of my life or the purpose. And like a lot of people who come to faith, I imagine that it's through some challenge or some difficulty and they're looking for some deeper meaning or a higher purpose. Uh, and mine was, um, I, I had a brain hemorrhage in my early 20s. I've had a few close scrapes with death in my, in my life and uh, learning to meditate was a way of working with my mind that I could... Uh, connect with what it is that I really really matters to me, what matters to me, what's what do I value in life and realising I'm not quite living by those values and going to the uh, Glasgow Buddhist Centre at the time was a way for me to learn that there are tools to support me to become more kind, to become more aware and to consider the effect of my actions on other people. And I realised that actually it was quite uplifting for me to see that I could do that. I could live more in line with my values. And when I, I went travelling and I, I seemed to make friends and have other people around the world similarly trying to do those that, those very things. Let me ask you an odd question. Please, again, this is not in any way meant to offend you. Are you afraid of death? Um, well... I, I think I face it quite regularly. I've just had some some news about my my my, my brain. Um, That's and, why I asked the yeah, question. Yeah, and I've I've had a kidney transplant in the last couple of years. Uh, so you know, somebody gave me their kidney up in the Buddhist sangha. Um, so I do come into contact with death, and I I read there's a lot of um, it brings me it brings me in touch with other people. We've all experienced death. We all will die. Mm. Uh, and I heard someone talking about the, this anniversary of a memorial mm. what, about 40 years ago, someone in the M60, M62 yes, died. Yeah. So when I heard that in the, in the road here, coming on the radio, I, it connected me with those people. Death connects us. We all, we all experience it. Am I afraid of it? Um, I feel in touch with my vulnerability when I contemplate the, the, the transient nature of life, how, the fragility of, of, of my life, of your life. Mm. Uh, and it makes me all, all the more determined to live a, a, a good life and to be kind. And, and what does Buddhism, Buddhism say about it? Uh, well, uh, Buddhism, my understanding of it would, would be that compassion is the only response, is the, is the highest, just the, the active response to, to suffering and to people who, who experience suffering, which we all do. Now, I want you to ask you one final thing, and that is about the meditation. Yeah. How do you go about doing that tell me how how you make it happen um well commitment <laughs> commitment to actually just getting down there and doing it um i create a little space in my room or in my and i live in a buddhist community with six other buddhist women and we've got a hut in our garden that's com dedicated to, to meditation but i actually creating a little space lighting a candle having some nice pictures and and sitting there and, and going to the center to 
to, to practice that and keep me tapped into it. Um, and I, I maybe read a poem. I read a poem to connect with my heart and what's alive for me in my heart at the moment and to be present to that. So one of the one of the meditations is, is watching the breath coming and going. Everything comes and everything goes. Everything is all things are impermanent, insubstantial and unsatisfactory. The breath comes and it goes. Just watching that puts me in touch with how I am at that time. And when I notice that my mind goes off somewhere I don't scold myself. I used to. I mean, it, occasionally I might. Um, but the training is to celebrate that I've caught that and bring my, bring my attention back to the present moment. Um, yes, yeah, so sitting there and doing it. And the alternate meditation is to, to connect with any any feelings of positive emotion or kindness that I, that I experience in relation to myself, another friend, a neutral person, a difficult person, and then all beings. And, and you can come to the Buddha Centre and well, try I'm just, it I'm out. Just, <laughs> I'm just going to say, for people who are interested and want to come along, uh, you've got a website and, and you can quickly tell me where it is and how people get in touch. Yeah, yeah, it's in the Northern Quarter, Turner Street, and the website is man- uh, uk. Um, there's several drop-in classes. You mentioned one on a Saturday from 11 to 1. Uh, every Saturday, Tools for Living Your Life. There's actually an introductory day on meditation on the 8th next next Saturday uh, and a, medita- a Buddhism day on March the 8th. But every week there's two drop-in classes and there's six-week courses also starting in the next week. Six-week course you can come and learn. Wonderful. Amit Tashuri, can I thank you very much indeed for taking time to be with us. Wish Thanks. you all the very best for the future. Thanks very much, Mike.